Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Soup. Right here, I have Justin sitting over to the right of me, and I got Brendan to the left. Yo. Yo. How's everyone doing tonight? I am doing great. How about you guys? Doing fantastic, because tonight we're talking about the one, the only, J.R. McNamee. What? Now, I don't who's know if that you know guy? who that is. Exactly. Who is that guy? Brendan? Who's that guy? It's my brother. Wow, you have a pretty uh, famous brother? Yeah. Wow. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. For those of you who don't know, and I'm going to assume uh, that's everybody, uh, Justin is the author of two books. I am indeed. The first one called Enlightenment, which was published... September 1st of 2020. Yes, it was. And the second book of that series, the Amarian Lineage series, just came out today. Today, ladies and germs, today. It's called Prodigal Son. You can pick it up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should it, say June 1st is today, by the way. Oh, June 1st is the day. Correct. This is coming out in, uh, next week. Next week, yeah. So. Yeah. So it came out June 1st, everybody. Yeah, June 1st. So get out there. Go look for it. It's a fun little read. We're actually going to be talking exactly about that book today. So, Justin. Yes, ma'am. Let's start off with a question. All right, shoot. Why in the world did you write a book? If we're going to the whole story, it's not the answer you normally hear. Usually you hear the story of a kid who's been like, you know, reading their books their, ent- their entire lives and have always wanted to be a writer. Nuh-uh. I was working a graveyard shift one night at a gas station, and I was bored. And that is the birth story of my series. Yeah. Do you want more? I mean, I've heard it before. I've heard that story before. But I mean, there's got to be something that, like, you, like I know you were bored, but you still came up with this whole idea. So there had to be Some like a little something yeah. there that just. What well, I think, quite honestly, is like. Even like when I was little, like going around the campfire, like I'd always tell stories about like, you know, uh, what was it? What was that show that we used to watch? Like, you know, with big ears and like, you know, there were little claymation elves and stuff like that. Do you guys remember that? Roly poly? No, no. Roly poly. He's small and short and round. (laughs) And in the landing curves and cubes, he's the swellest thing around. Sorry. All right. Yeah, no, it's like. Just being around the campfire, I'd always like telling stories. You'd be like, okay, let's play a game. Like, Kristen, name me an object. Brandon, name me a verb. And then, like, you know, we just. I, I do have to say, that is one of the games that you brought up the most. That I must say, I didn't enjoy it the most. <laughs> that is. <laughs> because, very fair. like, everyone, everyone tried to get a story out. And I think, like, the stories were never, like, two-minute stories. They were stories that were going to last the rest of the night. It was a lot of stories that were... It was a lot of stories I had, and then... And then, yeah, and then... You forgot this word. Oh, and then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it is true. You did bring that up uh, an awful lot. So, yeah, it's like, unlike a lot of authors who live and breathe books, I think I was just... Maybe I had a little bit more of a storyteller soul, never much of a reader myself, though. 
that's true because I do find it interesting that you wrote a book when you never grew up being the person who liked to read no, at all. Never cared about reading, to be honest with you. Yeah. But that's the fun thing. One thing that people actually did, I got letters sent to me from classes that read my my first book. And a lot of them made that exact comment. It's like, I don't like to read, but I liked your book. So I never really thought about it before, but maybe what I was doing in the writing process was writing a book that non-readers would actually enjoy. It's full of action and adventure and humor rather than, you know, deep, like, you know, substance with a lot of detail. But I think it's it's one of the things that, like, we've talked about it a little bit, but I've, I've, I don't understand the books we read in school. Like, I, I really, I like reading books. I really enjoy it. But there's not one book that I read in, in high school or even, you know, in elementary school that was something that, a series that I really got into or really liked. like there was there's nothing like that like but but the funny thing is I've always said I I never disliked any of the books that I read in high school I enjoyed all of them but I would have loved to have read a fantasy book you read yeah. the books in high school I read all of the books no. in high school <laughs> I spark note them. <laughs> yeah 100% no. chapter by chapter spark notes oh yeah. what like I remember just one of the books we were reading was Animal Farm. I'm like I'm like 14, 15 years old. I don't care. like I'm not paying attention to the politics, which is obviously the main theme of that book. I'm just like, why the hell is this pig and this chicken arguing about this crap? Let them just be farm animals. <laughs> you know? So what political message is in your book? Ooh, you guys have to find out for yourself. There actually is a lot of criticism about society, but it's a children's book, so it's hidden deep within in imagery and symbolism. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the book? Because yeah, I, I want some spoilers, like, bro. We, well, Would you want me to read you the synopsis? You know what? Book? Let's do a synopsis. I think that's a great... Can I read it? Yeah, for sure. I will read it. All right. You got to get the right... Uh, <clears throat> voice the right cadence like, you know what I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let you read the first part and then i'm gonna do the next part i okay. think that makes the most sense so you're gonna take it from um this part right here you, you you get you get you get that okay a throne of fire a fortress a fantastical adventure what do these things have in common alec foster I'm intimidated now. <laughs> Goodness. All right. A boy who believes himself to be ordinary. Alec never in his wildest dreams would have imagined himself flying on the back of a giant owl, being told a prophecy or going to war. All he knows is abuse under his father's hands and misery since his mother's disappearance. But on his 14th birthday, Alec steps out his front door unaware that a destiny 500 years in the making is calling his name. A destiny that forces him into a world that would not only define or destroy him, but the future of all mankind. Alec will make new friends, cunning enemies, and face deadly creatures. But the one thing he runs into that shocks him the most is his power. (gasps) You see, Alec, is a believer. Let's just let that sink in for a moment. That was really well said, though, by the way, Kristen. Deep, deep. First of all, I'm reading this. I'm going, all right, I get it. A boy who's ordinary. 
Everyone's ordinary. That's how we all start off. We're just people. I get that. <laughs> but, you know, he has a little bit of a hardship. Father's abuse. Mother's disappearance. Well, that's pretty traumatic. I would say so. That would traumatize me. But yeah. what in the world is a believer? Uh, someone who clearly believes in something. How do you become a believer? What, what do you have to do? Ooh, I cannot tell you that. Yeah, you can. It the first is, book is out. yeah, but it only gets revealed in the third book, actually. Oh, oh, oh! So we don't even know. Well, a believer has, like, you know, a certain title to him that, like, you know, is kind of cool at the moment. But to go into the history and the origins of what makes you a believer, that comes out a little bit later. All right, let's get the let's get the surface level. What is a believer on the surface level? A believer is someone with the capabilities of actually seeing creatures that the ordinary man and woman can't. All right, all right, cool. So people, or some people are believers. Yes. And where do these creatures come from? Like, what, what's the essence of this first book? Like, what are you going to be doing here? All right, so basically in this first book, as it's kind of hinted at with the blurb of the, of, of, at the back of the book, the description, Alec is on a journey to find his mother. But he has no idea of believers and creatures and anything of that sort. So he just thinks he's trying to find his mom, and so he runs away. But, again, as said in the description, there's a destiny that's intervening. So when he thinks of something that's a simple little journey to try and bring back a loved one, turns into something so much more dangerous, adventurous, and mysterious. Love it. Can you give us a clue? Give, give us a hint of a couple of characters. Like just All a right. little bit of like who they are, description, what do you expect from them? All right. So the first character is, oh, I'll say the main character. His name's Alec Foster. And he's kind of a little bit more self-conscious individual. Actually, when I was kind of writing him, I was kind of writing him in a sense of a better version of me when I was actually in high school. Like, you know, people go through bullying and stuff like that. And where most of us just kind of sit there and take it, he kind of has a more active stance against it. He's a little braver. A little bit more confident. Yes. Braver, gotcha. Exactly, exactly. He has that kind of uh, personality about him, and that only gets enhanced as the story progresses and he learns more about himself and the actual world that he's in. Another good character, who's actually my favorite character, is Thea Hayes. Yeah, Thea has a very unique power, but... It's her personality that's kind of what shines through for me. She is a smart-ass, you know, super sassy, overly confident, and, like, you know, uh, the poster girl for know-it-all, essentially. And her banter with my main character is actually kind of inspired by the relationships I have with my brother and sisters. My brothers and sister. Mm. It's... It's like lighthearted and like, you know, very quippy, but, you know, no one else can talk to my siblings that way. I have to say I love Thea. Like when I read the book, absolutely fell in love with Thea. She's great. I already know that you wrote Thea based on me, so it's okay. (laughs) 100% know it. (laughs) That's actually funny. Almost every single person I've had read the story, that's a girl has said something along that line. Like, you must have written it about me. Like, it's just, (laughs) this is who we are. We're confident. We're sassy. 
or witty. I feel like that's how it is with every main character in the book. Yeah. You want you project yourself onto them. Like I'm the I'm the cool person in the book. That's like my character. Yeah, type. yeah. You yeah. always you always identify with one of them for sure. Yeah, like no one's Ron. <laughs> See, but that's just something I was trying to go for with my books. Like again, with the letters that the students sent me, like a lot of them mentioned who their favorite character was, was and I was delighted that it was Alec, because I find like you know in books that I've read, my favorite character is generally never the main character. You know, really? Yeah, like even like Harry Potter. I like Hermione. I think she's the most the strongest in character. the books. Yeah. Like, no, but like, uh, uh, Harry's good. Ron's a good friend, but they're not the, my favorite part of that See, book. See, I think you get that from the movies afterwards. I think Harry's a good character in the books. Uh, I find that weird. I, I feel like, I, I mean, I understand that there are secondary characters that people identify with, but I, I don't know, for the most part, I just feel like I, I really enjoy the main characters in any of the books that I've read. Okay, well, <laughs> different opinions. Yeah, yeah I, I, sure. I think what is it in uh, in Aragon? 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 Yeah. I like the chick better. Well, I don't know what her name. Arya. Isn't it, her name's Arya? Yeah. I was gonna say that, but I was like, that's I Game think, of, that's I Game think of that's, Thrones. That's the only thing that I might say, or maybe maybe it's it's just I feel like I do maybe identify with a female character if they're the secondary one a little bit more. That's the only one, depending. Yeah. Unless I don't like them. That makes sense. I guess so. Yes. No, but like even in Percy, like Percy Jackson, I liked Percy, but like you know, he he wasn't like the shining point of the story, right? I liked Annabeth, and I liked the other supporting characters, and so I just so when I got the letters and saying that they loved my favorite character, uh, my yeah, main character, I'm like that, that means great. That's I did great. my main yeah. character justice. Yeah. yeah. You have any other characters you can introduce us to? Just- um. All right. Here's one more I'll give you guys. His name is Durek. Durek. That name should tell you everything. It's sharp and harsh, brutal, and that's a perfect description for this man. He's a mean person? Oh, he, he's a mean old bitty. Mean uh, old bitty. Wait, let's let rewind for a second. What's the name of your second book? The name of my second book is Prodigal Son. Ooh. What was the first one? Enlightenment. I have a question because I want to. I want to talk. Well, I don't have a question. I just want to know a little bit more about one more character, the the butler. Oh yeah, because I enjoy that name. I think you can get an intro to us to, to good old corny. Yeah, like again, the way that Alec, my main character's whole life is kind of set up, is like his mom is actually a professor, and his dad is a very successful businessman, and because of that, he is not around a lot and when he is he's so overworked and stuff so he tends to be pretty harsh and brutal in the home environment but with his wealth at being a businessman he was able to hire a butler named cornelius and he's a brief character but i'm not gonna lie i very much enjoy him do you mind if i read it absolutely i'm gonna go ahead and read it because i really enjoyed it's true he's only there for like a page and a half Maybe, maybe not even, but he, he's fun. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you another little snippet of the book, if you don't mind. Rise and shine, Master Foster. It's about time you woke up, said my penguin-looking butler Cornelius as he pulled back the drapes to let the sun flood into my room. Up, up, up. It's 6.45. You want, don't want to be late for your end-of-year field trip now, do you? Now, come on, Corny, five more minutes, I begged, throwing the sheets over my head. Absolutely not, sir, he cleared his throat. You know, there was once a young chap from Wales. Fine, I grumbled. I'm up. 
I never liked this endless supply of stories that hid messages in his version of proper etiquette. And do hurry, my young master. The bus leaves within the hour. He gave a triumphant smirk, and he left the room. I mean, that's good. That's just fun. You, you, got, you, you understand the character right then and there. You yeah. know exactly who he is. <laughs> yeah, and I was channeling every single British butler I'd ever seen in TV shows and movies and read about. I'm like, let's make him the ultimate butler. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, and you hadn't even watched Downton Abbey yet. I still haven't watched Down. Well, Abbey. there you go. I think he got. I think he got. You know, Carson down, but oh, more yeah. humorous. <laughs> I don't know. Carson's pretty humorous. Yeah, he is pretty Sometimes. humorous. True. Later, later in the series, he is yeah. pretty funny. So. Well, it's the I've never seen that. <laughs> Come on. But the the fun thing about an open ended <laughs> character like that, because he's really a brief per character at the beginning of the story, but I'm a lot. I could give him. I could give my main character Alec side memories of like you know his past, right? Yeah. And then so I could bring back these characters and give them kind of like outlandish, like uh, memories that are kind of funny, but also like you know that go well with the story because it makes it seem like it's more organic and richer because he has these memories. So one thing is like when Alec was little, he used to watch rom coms with his mom. And then the butler Corny was always there with a hanky because it was his guilty pleasure. <laughs> hanky, sir. <laughs> Essentially, yes. There's always so much depth to characters that you don't get to see in the book all the time. It's like you, you know, in a good book, you'll probably understand the character pretty quickly. But like, I was amazed with a lot of books how much extra material there is when it comes to just this person. Like, oh yeah, they have a whole backstory that no one even knows about, but. You know, that backstory is what really turns that, like, that's who they become on the page, right? Knowing, knowing who they are as a person and then writing them in that, in that voice or in that way. Yeah, it's funny how, like, sometimes when there's movie adaptations, it kind of gets lost, right, as they're making it into a movie. And you're kind of like, this great character on book, in the book, becomes like a generic action hero on screen. It's like he's just one of a million, but then you read the book, it's like, okay, no, there's so much more to this character. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Shoot. I don't I mean, I don't know how much you want to give away here. Well, we'll see. Ask the question. <laughs> My question has nothing to do with, well, it does have to do with the book, but if you, ha if you were to pick one character that had to die right now, which one would it be? Oh. Oh, that's interesting. One character to die right now? Yeah. In book one, two, or three? Your choice. Or four. Mm. Well, I'm going to say my villain just because he is insane. All right. In every sense you know, of the word. We haven't even spoken about the villain. Let's, let's hear a little bit more about him. The villain is known as the creator. And for those of you who have read the first book, you actually don't know much about him because it only hints at what he is. Alec sees him from time to time in visions. And even just from the visions, Alec knows that he is, he, he's wise to fear this being. He doesn't know if it's a man, doesn't know if it's a creature. He just knows that this being is not something to be messed with. And, and can you give us a, like a sneak peek? Why can't he be Like what? <clears throat> What makes him so sinister? So, let's go with the fact that he's eternal. Ooh, eternal. Mm -hmm. Eternal glory. Or eternal damnation. Or eternal damnation. 
I think that is a clear um, description of a positive person and a negative person. All right. Okay. I mean, what I get from that is that if you if you're choosing to kill off your bad guy, mm-hmm. there's got to be some kind of happy ending at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed, I guess. No, no, no. But the thing is, I've never wanted my books to be run-of-the-mill and like paint-by-numbers. Ooh, surprises. There is. Like in so Twists. many, it, the most common thing you get, like, you know, with the Aragon book and Percy Jackson and even Star Wars, it's all like, you know, this reluctant young hero uh, experiences a tragedy, like, you know, uh, uncle dying or mom and dad dying. And then be, being found like an old wise person who teaches them a little bit about the world. And then they find their way in the hands of a rebellion. In all those situations, it always happens. My book follows along the same lines, but I try to break the mold as much as I could in every single one of those aspects. You got a question there, Brendan? I don't know. I, I think we should, do you want to get into talking about like the production of a book and what it's like to make a book? I like that. And, like publishing and Ooh, stuff. Oh, you guys are lucky it's a podcast because then you're, if you were seeing me, you'd see steam start to come out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, these were supposed to be, it was supposed to be one book originally, these two, right? Yeah. Enlightenment and Prodigal Son was actually supposed to be just one book called Enlightenment. The unfortunate thing though is it ran about 190,000 words, which is approximately 500 pages in a book which is a little intense for 8 to 12-year-olds, which is the target range that I was kind of aiming for with this book. So I was actually forced to split it in half. So the sad thing about that is, so the original ending that I wrote, that I wanted all the readers to experience, only comes at the end of book two, when it was originally designed for the end of book mm. one. So did you have to like come up with a conclusion to book one? I did, and it actually had to happen kind of quickly because by the time I decided to uh, split my book, the wheels were in motion and like a you know, publishing date was looming. So I had to do, I had to find a nice organic place for uh, where, where I could split the book so it's not too, too long and it seems like satisfying for the, for the reader at the same time. It, it's, it's funny because having read your book before and then you know, you starting the process to get it published, it published and then to speak to an editor and all that. Like, it, it was really interesting to, to have your publisher, sorry, to have your editor say that. Because when, as soon as it was like, yeah, there is, there's two stories in here. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it might have been interesting to see if someone had spoken to you about that a little bit earlier, if you would have, you know, maybe changed a little bit more or added more to the second half of the book or something like that. Or, you know, because it's... Uh, that was funny. It, it, was, it was interesting. You're actually, yeah, you're right on the money there. Like um, <clears throat> the end of book one, there is a small part that I do regret slightly, but not enough for me to be like, you know, concerned about it. If yeah, I, if whatever. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I had known from the beginning that that was where I was planning to end the book, mm -hmm. I would have made it like, you know, more like, you know, awesome and more intense Put a little of a, bit more of a into build up it, yeah. rather than kind of the ending that it got mm -hmm. but I still like the ending and you guys gotta read the ending for book two because it's awesome yes it is and wait to uh, see how the entire series plays out because like I said I try to break the mold and like you know the, the tropes of a uh, fantasy adventure genre and I think I did a good job at it <laughs> to be humble 
Well, it's really funny. It's really funny because we were watching what we were watching the other day. Was it a commercial? Oh no, we we were watching Shadow and Bones. Yeah, and and there was a moment. I I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but it was hilarious to see your face when it's like, "Are you kidding me?" Because there was like similarities between you know the powers uh, yeah. of the people, and it was just hilarious. Because you try to write something that's unique, you try to write different. You know, you don't want to send them on the same adventure that everyone else has sent them on. It was just really, really funny to to, to witness <laughs> that moment of like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Let me tell you guys something. I started writing the first book, like I said, when book one and book two was just one big book, over 10 years ago. That was before the MCU was a U. You know, this is when only like Iron Man 1 and I think Thor might have been out. So like, you know, superheroes. Spider-Man's Don't forget Tobey okay, Maguire, okay, I'm man. I'm not talking about that. My boy Toby, okay? <laughs> all right, all the right. best Spider-Man out there. Ooh, that's, is that, that's a controversial uh, You know what? Statement. I think let's I get into that one day. That is yeah. definitely being put on the list well, of... I don't think we need to get into it. I've just settled it right there. Like, I might even agree with you. So, yeah. you know, it might be a short conversation. <laughs> I don't know. My boy Holland represents pretty damn well. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's got like the fast talking, like yeah. really down pat. Yeah, he has the New Yorker in him. Maybe got, he doesn't have got, enough of his own he's got the teenager he's got yeah he's got the teenager yeah Yeah. he looks like a kid yeah anyway back to what i was saying like you know about like you know the mcu not even being a thing yet so like superheroes and powers were only just becoming a thing when i was already in the middle of writing my story right and even my villain had a lot of parts to him that i thought were very original and uh and interesting, like something that you haven't really seen before on the big screen. But because it took me 10 years to write, a lot of bad guys came in, <laughs> and a couple of them actually had the exact same philosophy as my villain. Well, I mean, let's let's be clear about the Marvel Universe. It, it's not, they may have been put into movies <laughs> in the last 10 years, but their stories and the comics existed way before that. Okay, I'll I'll concede to that. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's hard. Like it's funny because I think people might get stuck uh, feeling that books are so similar. But I love reading fantasy books. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of things that that are shared amongst them, but really the characters and the storylines are never the same. Like you never follow the exact same adventure, and people don't mind that. Well, even if it's the same, people like just reading the same style of books over and over again, even if it's like the same plot lines. Like I finished Aragon and now I will kind of keep watching. I want to keep reading it, you know? Yeah. Well, not only so that, it's a different series, but similar. Yeah. Not only that, but like in terms of, Oh, I forget what I was going to say. I really just right out my head. There it is. It's gone to the guitar. <laughs> you know what? I forget what I'm going to say, but I'm, I do want to. I do want to talk a little bit about publishing because you you chose to do go through Amazon. So, like we said, you can buy both books, Enlightenment and Prodigal Son, out mm-hmm. today, June first, on Amazon. And what was the reason that you decided to go with Amazon versus a more traditional publishing company? Okay, fasten your seat belts, folks, because it's about to get real. Keep it brief, though. All right, brief version is you get completely screwed by traditional publishers. Amazon or self-publishing gives you a little bit more independence, even though you don't get the same reach. That's the abbreviated version. Is it mostly because if you send it to a publisher, they basically 
buy the rights, like the creative rights to your book, so they uh, get to like make changes to it and stuff? Even more than that, they will not even take the time out of their day to listen to you unless you first hire an agent and you work through that agent to contact a traditional publishing company. And then, yes, as you say, like, you know, they will buy the rights to your book and you essentially become working for them. So, but once they buy the rest of your book, they can make any and every change they possibly want to your story. You know, so the things you put years and years of effort and detail into, they could be like, no, I don't think the consumer will like this. So I'm going to just erase it and change it. And, you know, when you've been working on it for such a long time, it kind of becomes your baby and you become attached to it and you don't like giving that up. Yeah. So it depends who you are. The positive things about traditional publishing is that they're worldwide, you know. If you go to like you know a company like Penguin or even like you know um, the the Disney publishing, you know they have an incredible reach and if you you know they could do very well for you. But again, I like the self-publishing aspect of it because I could do what I wanted with my book and it's more personal to me. I never wrote the book to make money. I just wrote it because I wanted I, I thought it was a good story and I wanted people to know about it. That's why I originally started to write. Mm-hmm. And like, if so, a quick pro con, I guess. So, like, the the pros of traditional publishing is that if they pick up your book, and I think that is a big question mark. If if, if it's right, huge. you need to have that agent. You need to have those connections just to get into the publishing. But and even though they do buy the rights to your book, so those might be some of the cons. But the pro is that you know they're taking like all this, the entire effort of their company to put it out on market to get it into stores, to get it out there. You know, they might uh, offer uh, readings and stuff like that. You know, they probably work with a marketing company or marketing Actually, as well. that's one of the most controversial, th- well, uh, misnomers, actually. From what I've heard and the research that I've done, most traditional publishing, publishers, they say do very little marketing and you're expected to do it on your own. You know, so it's like... Well, you want to go to these the, companies they, for their reach and f- for the power that they could provide and the backing they give for your book. And then you find out it's like, no, you got to p- p- uh, promote it on social media with like your 300 Facebook friends, maybe your thousand Instagram followers and try to get your book out there. How do you do it like that? It's nuts. Well, but, I think that would be, it would depend on how good your book is. Or how, like how it would depend on how much effort that they would put into like publicizing it. I guess it also probably depends on your agent too. Like if your agent is connected, then they might be reaching out to all these things for you, you know, like they might they might do that that extra work and getting it into because I mean, your agent is going to get a cut of the book as well and you know, they might have more connections in order to, you know, get reviews in newspapers, things online, um, you know, I don't know, things like the New York Times into different stores and stuff like that. So maybe maybe the key part is really your agent and not necessarily the publishing company. Actually, the key part is you already. They will, like... Me? Well, the, uh, the worldwide you, you know, like... You. You guys. Exactly. Everyone listening you, out there. You, the people. Basically. So it's like, if I wrote a book... And I have like ah, 1,200 followers on Instagram and I have about 600 uh, friends on Facebook. I'm virtually invisible in the social media world, right? And let's just say there's a guy that had 10,000 followers on Instagram. Even if my book is better, they have more of a chance to profit off of that guy because his followers are more likely to, to buy his books. They will go with him. Yeah, well, that's... 
Yeah. No, but that's exactly it. It's not strictly about the quality of the book anymore. It's about the presence of the author, yeah. which is something that I don't have, and it's something that I would assume most authors probably don't have, unless you are trying to be an influencer. That's... That. Maybe we should close the door. Yeah, close the I'll door. go close the door. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So the po- uh, the perks of of uh, traditional publishing is you don't have to pay a cent. They have designers to create the covers of your book. They have editors to fix the interior and formatters and everything you need to get a book up and ready for publication. Whereas self publishing, you have to do your own research. You have to find your own editors, and you got to like shift through a lot of reviews to find the one that you find fits your story best because some editors might be good at fantasy, others n- non-fiction, others might be with historical fiction. Not for kids, too. Like, exactly. Some might be good but for do, erotica. Do you? you don't know. Oh, okay. Why? Oh. We're all uh, adults here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question, though. Like, I guess one of the... like I would say the difference is, is when you go to a publishing company, you don't put any of your mo- money up front. No, you don't because essentially, like I said, they buy the rights to your book and then they invest it themselves. But then they take like a nice 90, 95% yeah, royalty I, I, from your from every sure, single purchase. Sure, but I mean, let's let's say you write a terrible book that for some reason they pick up on. Well, you might get a couple hundred bucks back from it just because they do a really good job marketing it, but it didn't cost a cent out of your pocket. Versus, you know, the self-publishing where you're putting all this money in to reach these people, I guess is the difference. Is that you, like, it's like any any business. You know, you, you get into the negatives before you start getting into the positives and you got to hope that you get those positives afterwards. Yeah, so I'll be like, wouldn't it make sense to self-publish your first book and then go to a publishing company and say, like, this is my sales count. This is how much money I'm probably going to pull in on my next two, three books over the next, like, five years. It's kind of like Dragon's Den and they'll be like, okay, well, We'll put in money to help you. Yeah. Like, you it, could probably do like a GoFundMe or something like that. You definitely could. <laughs> Hashtag if, GoFundMe, prodigal son, Marian lineage. If every like you know painter and writer had a GoFundMe page, <laughs> it would be a very different world. They do. I like, mean, everyone you can hit everyone has. Really? Am I the only one not in on this? I don't. Uh, I don't right, have a GoFundMe. Right. Maybe we should. <laughs> Uh, fund my boat. Yeah. <laughs> I really would like to have a boat. Please I want to go travel it. next year. Yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. people to pay for that. But when, I've had a dream to go and do this. Please fund me. Yeah. When it comes to self-publishing, though, I'm going to be honest with everyone out there. I've I've spent $3,000 so far getting my books out there and into the world. So I just want to make it very clear that, like, you know, self-publishing is a great route to go, but it's... It's much more difficult to be lucrative. But you think about it, like, over 10 years, spending $3,000 on getting a book out there isn't that bad. But you got to understand, like, it wasn't 10 years. Like, at first, I was just writing for fun. Like, the first six months, I was just writing for my own pleasure because I was bored at work. And it was only after that that I realized, if I tweak this, this could be a story that's actually good enough to be published. And so I spent the next couple of years writing and just myself, not spending any money, so it was only when I was becoming serious about publishing that the money came in, which is probably like only the last year. So yeah. when you start doing the marketing and then you got to like... A See s- if you had started a GoFundMe page 10 years ago. Ah, yeah, if only. I didn't think... A dollar a day. GoFundMe didn't <laughs> oh exist back then. I was at work and Netflix wasn't even there yet. <laughs> That's crazy. You're old. I'm so old. <laughs> 
Netflix All right. didn't exist? What? Netflix? When did Netflix start? 2000? It's because Netflix was a, a renting, a movie yes. rental yeah, yeah. before like, it was yeah, online. Yeah. 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 In the States, VHS you could tapes. yeah rent it. I don't, know, I don't know if it came to you in the mail. Like, I don't live in the States, so I have no idea. But I think it might have. I feel like I saw Netflix packages. Yeah. And that's it, like exactly they're mailed to you and you had to like return them and stuff like that. Mail order movies. Great transition because my next question to you, Justin, is yeah. who do you want to have playing the characters in the movie? Because oh, obviously it's gonna be a movie and oh who's yeah, who, let's let's go. Let's fire them out there. That's tough. Thea. Um Thea. Yeah. Thea. I mean It's funny. I actually wrote I actually did a post of this on Instagram and I'm gonna cheat off that because I don't remember the actors that I chose. Thea, like just because we're watching Game of Thrones right now, I'm going with Arya. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's her name? Yeah. She's not a Thea. She's not a Thea. No, Massey Williams. So. She's too. No. She's too uh, like theism. Uh, well, I mean, just because you know her that way. So who else could be a Thea? Like, um, she's not quite an Emma Watson. No, no, not an Emma she's Watson. More like the the young uh, the young girl from uh, Kickass. You know what? Mila Kunis is Thea. No, too old. Yeah. But I think yeah, seriously, I think her character like yeah. kind of. Oh, you do realize that Thea's fourteen. You know what? I'll take the bullet. I'll do it. What was that young <laughs> the young girl from Kickass? It's kind of like her a little bit. Okay, oh yeah, sure. yeah, I can see like her. I can see her. But she's not young anymore. <laughs> God, I posted too she's many things on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, Alec. 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 I can actually see Tom Holland playing Alec. You just like Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do see it though as well. You can see Tom Holland playing. I don't think so. I, see, I find it, him too too energetic. I don't think Alec is that energetic as a person. You don't think so? Tom Holland in every interview, I see, he's just way too much energy, like <laughs> way too much. Like I think he's you got to find someone a little bit less. Yeah, he is pretty chaotic, right? He's, yeah, chaotic is the right word. He's chaotic. He's chaotic. Chaotic good. That's like, what he is. Yeah, yeah, he's chaotic good. See, That's when you're true. asking questions, like we already know, I'm terrible with names. I would just be like, you know, this person from this show, and I yeah. would not going to tell you the actual name of the actor. It's true. Like, the guy from The Maze Runner kind of, to me, feels oh, like would be could, a good fit for it. He could be a good fit, actually. Oh, yeah. He's too old. Again, but I mean, yeah, but, who are we supposed to guess the up-and-comers? All right, let's, let's go. That's true. Like, <laughs> we, <laughs> you know what? I am Alec, okay? <laughs> Aren't we all I'm Alec? Too old. Damn. Yeah. Um, it, but we could talk about, like, you know, uh, one of my characters, mm-hmm. Alberio. Alberio is an interesting person with very curious habits. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, I know who Corny is. Corny is um, the rude butler on Downton Abbey. Carson? No, no, no. no. The, the, the one that's... Uh... Oh, the gay guy? No, no, no. Like the one that's the butler to... Oh, yeah. Mrs. Uh... Like... The... Uh... The, the the dowager. Yeah. No, wait. Oh. That's 100% corny. Oh. Yeah. Like, I just, that's who I picture. I don't, I, like, the I also didn't run the dowager. <laughs> oh, my God. You yeah. know what? How about you guys let us know what you think? I'll, I'll give you our picks. I'll give you, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll come okay. in one episode and we'll say exactly who our picks are for these people. All, All right, right. Go. Right. Alberio. Love to hear about him. Alberio. He is a very old man in a very middle-aged body. So, take that how you will. So maybe someone, an actor in a mid-40s, he's very Clooney. wise. Clooney. Ooh. 
you think I could pull in a Clooney from my movie? Damn, <laughs> <No>. guys. <laughs> All right. So, how much money you get on your GoFundMe? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, George Clooney, uh, GoFundMe. I just need him and then I'm set. <laughs> All right, all right, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, a wise man for uh, his not 40s. Clooney. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I would think Leonardo DiCaprio because he's like, he, he, no, maybe not he's actually. Not a player. But he's a wonderful actor. Hugh Jackman? <gasps> That'd be amazing. He'd make a good owl. Bruh. Spoiler. Oh. It's not a spoiler, it's in the first book. I know, but I mean, you gotta almost, read the book. It was almost your cover design. Yeah, but no one knows who or what that was. I mean, I still feel like no one knows who or what this is. That's because no one knows my book. Read it! Read it! <laughs> Go out there. Okay. So, you gotta entice people to come. You gotta give them a little bit of the magic, you know? Yeah. Like How what? about giving you this, the blurb or description of book two? Blurby time. Let's go. All right. So, I'm going to use the same voice. <laughs> Blurby time. Woohoo! <laughs> I've been watching too much How Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm channeling a little bit of their energy. All right, we read the awesome bookie. Man. Okay. <laughs> read, bookie. read the bookie. bookie. <laughs> All right, go. The commander of the monster horde, the abductor of human souls, the destroyer of believers. What do these things have in common? The creator. Closer than ever in reaching his goal, the creator waits with calculated patience while far away Alec Foster is on the run in the depths of a dangerous world. His mind is tormented by dreams of the creator sitting upon his throne of fire and visions of his mother in chains. The mysteries, that, the mysteries surrounding this sinister foe puts fear into Alec's mind <laughs> and darkness in his heart. <laughs> there is only one thing the young believer knows with absolute certainty. He will have his revenge. And that is the description of book two. Revenge. I like revenge. it. Looking forward to reading that. So without giving any details away, if someone's seeking revenge, maybe something something bad happened. Mm -hmm. So I think we might move along. To what? Well, just before we go, we're just going to do a quick little recap. You can buy Enlightenment and Prodigal Son on Amazon. Yes, you can. We will put the link in our description for this podcast. Feel free to send us a video message. If you have any questions, just let us know. But go to Amazon.ca, look up Enlightenment, look up Prodigal Son. If you really need to find it, you can always put up J.R. McNamee and uh, go buy the book. And uh, go, um, go follow The American Lineage on Instagram and Facebook. That'd be great. And I actually want to reach out to you guys for one thing. When it comes to the book, the most important thing for an author, something more important than currency in any sense, is reviews. When you post a review, Amazon sees it, and it inspires and encourages other people to also read that book. So send me a review, and I really, really hope you guys just love the stories. Perfect. Get out there. Write a review. Got to go do it. I can't. Like, unfortunately, we can't because we're related. And it just, as soon as I, like, if I was to write anything, it just says, nope, 
delete, so I can't do it. But get out there, read the book, write a review. I'm gonna. I'm promising you right now, you're gonna love it. I really enjoyed the story. I like the characters. It, it's it's packed with action. You'll really have a lot yeah, of fun with really it. Yeah, it's really action packed, nonstop, always going. And they're not just saying it because they're my siblings. They actually kind of like tormenting me. Hence the reason for the relationship yeah. between the characters. We just torment each other, and they're brutally Tasteful honest. Tasteful swearing right here. I would have told them if it was shit. So and yeah. it wasn't. It was really good. Personally, I kind of like the comedy in it mostly. It's it's so like fun. The, you yeah, have a lot of jokes in there. Yeah. Give us give us a sample of a joke that you have. Okay. A sample of a joke that I have. Man, it puts me on the spot. Okay, okay. I got one. <laughs> I got one. I actually have it by memory. So it's between Alec and Thea. And they're about to face a creature that they have never encountered before. And they see it barreling through the forest, knocking over trees as it approaches them. And Thea looks over and sarcastically says, Alec, you know, you look cute when you're, when you're scared, right? And then the monster roars, a bone-chilling roar. And Alec looks at Thea and says, I must have just become beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sneak peek into Justin's sense of humor too right there. <laughs> okay, so kind of on the same topic, I just want to do a roundtable, favorite books, go. I think my favorite book really changes depending on which one I'm reading at the time. Because you forget the other ones that you've read? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I remember is that I read Harry Potter, I finished the last one, and then I was like, what do I do with the rest of my life? <laughs> I have nothing left to do. I was, it was empty. It's done. For like a week, I was just... <laughs> it is. It's gut-wrenching to finish a story. You Absolutely cry over Dobby, and you cry over Sirius, yeah. and you scream with delight when Mrs. Weasley says, not my daughter, you bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Those moments. It's really funny to say because I, I'm going to, like, for me, Harry Potter, numero uno, love those stories. I grew up with them, 100%. But I'm going to talk to you about a different story that I like. I think it might be the only other series that I've read twice. I mean, it's the it's the Throne of Glass series. Older, like, still fantasy. Older, so you're hitting, you know... Maybe late teens, late teens through early 20s age group, I guess, if you really want to put it that way. But uh, really great books. Really like them. I read them again last summer because, I mean, we got hit by a pandemic. And what are you going to do? Read them the same book again. And I really like those ones. So Okay, okay. I would say my favorite book would have to be... Um the, it'd be one of the Aragon books. I don't know which one, but I know I really like the series. But actually, the series that kind of inspired me as a writer the most was uh, the Percy Jackson, written by Rick Reardon. And that's because he had a way of just blending Greek mythology in a modern-day setting with a lot of humor and, like, you know, a lot of relatable aspects to it. You know, and I didn't know a book could be written like that. I thought they ought to be formal with a lot of description and so, you know, intense and, like, meant for, like, an older reader. And he just showed me, like, you could have a really good story designed for a younger audience. Yeah. See, I felt like I liked Aragon more than Percy, like the Percy Jackson series. I feel yeah. like I got bored of the Percy Jackson series pretty quickly. Too similar? What do you mean? From book to book, story to story? like. No, it just wasn't as, it, was, it didn't feel as grasping, wholesome? grasping to me. But that's you the know? thing about books. Everyone likes something different, like... I like the book that I wrote. Like that's that's right on you my like alley. You like the book you wrote? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, like I like that genre. I like the action and the adventure sure. and the For quick sure. pace. But there's people out there that just love slow and methodical and 
like filled and dripping with description. Like Sean, he he was more he more likes one of those kinds of books. Which is funny because he's also someone who never really read a lot and would take forever to read a book. Mm-hmm. So it just it just boggles the mind someone who's going to read something that's dripping with description and just pages and pages of you know like I words. Like I really want to read and to love Lord of the Rings. I tried reading the Lord of the Rings books twice, and both times I stopped at relatively the same spot. I was like halfway through the book, and I don't even think they'd left the Shire, or they just <laughs> left the Shire. But I'm like, what? It I'm is, reading it a is ridiculously part. long yeah. before they exactly. Anything, yeah. I'm like, they spend like a page and a half talking about, you know, cutlery and silverware that you know Bilbo's cousin wanted to steal or yeah. something like that. I'm like. That's a level of description that I just don't have in my book because I think it's useless. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting a show and tell right now. <clears throat> no, Kristen, ask me, what is the last book that I read cover to cover? Go. Brendan, what is the last book you have read cover to cover? I read this book cover to cover. Did you actually read it cover to cover? Yeah, yeah, most of it. Not, I skipped some You're chapters. saying this book and no I, one knows what the book you, is. Skipped, yeah, so it's called Mycelium Running, How Mushrooms Can Help Save the World. <laughs> Wait, did you famous. did you like read it cover to cover or did you Naruto it and just yeah. you know watch the good bits? Uh, well, I I didn't really go. I didn't read the part about growing mushrooms because I didn't really care. Okay. That's the important part if you want to make money. But I read all the other stuff about it. How to grow shrooms? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Very did, cool. Did they tell you how to make a magic? Uh, yes, actually. What? How do they do it? It, well, it tells you all about the magic mushrooms. And all the other types of mushrooms as well. So that's the last book you've read cover to cover. I am yeah. impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very good. Like that's practically a school book. Yeah, this it, is yeah, a it university is. textbook. Well, not really. Well, it's, I mean, I would put that in that category. No, it's more like interesting than that. It's like a, it's not a story, but it's sort of It's a mushrooms. Story. Like what, are there Smurfs part of the story? No, no, but it's telling how like how you could use mushrooms to like, fight climate issues. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very topical. Yeah. Now moving on to Kristen. Same question. What's the last book you read cover to cover? The last book I read cover to cover is I'm going to go with The Golden Compass. Oh, okay. I think. Actually, that's probably a lie. Then why it was did you probably, say that? It was liar. probably because I don't know if I read the Throne of Glass series or if I read, I didn't well, realize. Read this book, his books. Last one you read cover to cover. Oh, goodness. Yeah, the last book I read cover to cover is your third book. Oh, that's true. That's the last 100%. book I read cover to cover. Technically, it's not cover to cover because it's all on my laptop, so there are no covers. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Like, look forward to that, people, because I enjoyed that one as well. But I'm going to just add in that the last thing I did regarding books or like the last book purchase I did was just go to the store and buy five books from chapters <laughs> because why not? And I haven't gotten to all of them yet, but I am looking to continue to read his Dark Materials series. I soon. did that same so thing. That? I was with you at, at chapters. Mm-hmm. I bought books as well. And they're on my to-read list, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything else on my to-read list. See, I decided not to read them. <laughs> they've made it from the store to your shelf. Exactly. That's the first step, Justin. But let me tell you, from an author who all of my friends have said they have my book, but none of them have read, 
I'm like, it wasn't meant as a shelf decoration. I don't care if you read it once and burn the book. I just wanted you to appreciate the story of the book. I don't yeah. care that it's on a shelf. So it's funny because yeah. I remember the first time, well, I, I read the book, like I got the first book, mm-hmm. maybe the week it came out or something like that. And then you walked into my room one day and looked on my shelf after I had read it. And you're like, wow, that's the first time I've seen it in somebody's book collection. And it was beside the Harry Potter series. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm quite happy. I have your book in my bookshelf just nestled there. I think that this series is the first series I'm reading as it comes out. Wow. Damn. Every series I read as it comes out. And I it, guess the Harry Potter one, the last one, had to come it tests out. tests your I patience. read the first one. I mean, my story, obviously, about the Harry Potter ones is that we were, we were vacationing in Idli Madeleine, and the seventh Harry Potter book had come out. I think it was the seventh. And it couldn't have been the seventh. It, it must have been the seventh. You were freaking out about that. <laughs> because Idli Madeleine is an island, you know, part of Quebec, island in the middle of the St. Lawrence. River. And... Golf they did. Lines, they were not getting any book deliveries. I don't know if they even had a bookstore, but they were not getting the Harry Potter books at all. So I had to wait until we got back to the mainland so that we could drive to a bookstore so that I could buy the book and read it. And getting to the mainland's what, like a five-hour boat ride? I, yeah, something like that. There was, I forget what book it was, but I remember you spent the entire day reading that book and finished it. It's all, it's all the Harry Potter books. And you emerged from your room. Crying. Oh, that had to be the fifth one. Crying. I just remember like she just had, like left the room. It had like, to be the fifth one because that's when Dumbledore uh, dies. See, but that's like the spoiler. G- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but as an author, that could be one of the greatest compliments the you can get. Oh, yep, yeah, you're right. Six book. <laughs> spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Serious never read this, though. Never read it. See, but I, Only it's funny. Times. Something that <laughs> authors know Probably about other more. something authors know about other authors is we are very vindictive. Like you want to, like I'm talking to my other author friends, and you just and you just talk to them, and you're like, yeah, I want to make my readers cry. <laughs> I want to make them so upset they're contemplating the meaning of existence afterwards. <laughs> like, have you ever had one of those books where you just like close when you reach the end, you just like. I need a day, you know, just to kind of like absorb. I've had books where I'm kind of like, I think when you, when you read a lot of books, I think I've had books where I'm kind of like, I'm not reading this part. Like I will read a book and I'm like, no, I can't read this part yet. Hashtag the end of Harry Potter seven. I need to wait to read this part because it's going to be too much for me. (laughs) Or, or, you know, like sometimes you get to a part of a book where all of a sudden you can't, you can't not put it down. You have to keep turning the pages. Normally it's, you know, the just just about a third into the book uh sorry uh two thirds into the book like when you're getting right to like that end of it and it's just yeah. i i know it's right. three o'clock in the morning you have yeah to make exactly a decision. <laughs> yeah am i gonna get I gotta... up for school tomorrow or am i going to read this book to the end yeah Subtle. I, I want it. to read the first page of my book to you guys. You know what? Why Can we, we read ask the first her a page question? of the second book? Because I'll... we've already done that one. Uh, if I read the first page of the second book, it kind of gives away the ending of the first book. Oh. Yeah. You know what? You see, but this is the thing. Like, we're on the second book, so we're advertising to the people who've already read it. Fair argument. Is there any counter arguments to that? 
I mean, I, I wasn't in the debate. Well, technically, yeah, the second book is now published, so it's no longer a secret. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's read the first page of the second book. Uh, I don't know. Now, now you see I've talked myself around the other way. I don't think you should. You know, let's, think, uh, let's read, think, the, let's read the last page of both books. What? No! <laughs> Just, actually, I did that for a very long time in high school. I'd read the first chapter, the last chapter, and then like a, three of the middle chapters. Is it, but you, were, then, you stood by that. You said if you read the first page and the last page and a little of the middle, you understood the gist of the whole story. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, you, were, you stood you by that. I said it a lot. Yeah. Not the first page, chap. You have to read yeah, like yeah. the first, first two, chap- first yeah, yeah, chapter. You know, five, ten, fifteen. The entire book. You just got to read the whole no, thing. You need to get enough to get three. Um, I'm a full book reader advocate. Listen, read the to, book. No, enjoy the story. This is, this is where you're completely wrong. You need to get. <laughs> you need to read enough to get three quotes, and that's it. And then In you like have a, a solid ass <laughs> book report. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so what are we? Are you reading the read first the book? First page? Book, first page. First read the book. entire book. Okay, I'm going to read the first page of the first book and the first page of the last, the second book. You know what? First page of the first book. Uh huh. First chapter of the second book. Right now? Uh, no, 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 not chapter. Sorry, like paragraph. Like, don't go with the. Not, Ooh. How big is it? Okay. I'm oh. taking a look. Okay, I, I like that. None of my chapters, uh, my paragraphs are very long. Again, it's written for like, you know, 8 to 14-year-olds, even though all the reviews I got on Amazon are from adults and they all seem to love it. Okay. Well, I don't know if you can read the first page. I know. That's what I said. I'm gonna get, we're going to vote on this. Brendan, you gotta, you got to let us know yeah, if you think me, it's a good me, idea. Let me have a quick read. You know, read. flip to a random page and read, right. read a little bit. I, I like that better. Once, random page flip. There once no, because that could be a huge spoiler. No. no, we're doing random page flip. It's happening. On first book, too? No. First book, first page. Second book, random page flip. Okay. I'm going to read chapter one, page one. And it's a good one. I actually, I like I said, I started writing this ten years ago, but I rewrote the first page, maybe maybe about six months before publishing. So there are parts in the middle of my book that are nine years old, and the first page is brand spanking new. <laughs> I know. I it's think. Kind of, I think. That, true. I think that the the first little bit is fine. No, oh, of course no. it's not fine. The first little, yeah, because it's, it's a huge spoiler of what. The whole end of book one. But okay, okay, I want to tell you something about a book, Justin. When a book, something happens at the end of it, it's not a spoiler to say that there's something that happens at the end of a book. But it gives away, happens at the end of the it book. It gives it's, away what happens at the end of the it book. It doesn't give away a lot. Of course it does. How? Bruh. Anyway, here is page one of Enlightenment by J.R. McNamee. The first two paragraphs. I stood in darkness so dense that it was suffocating. I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or closed, or if I was on solid ground or floating in empty space. That was when a single droplet of the purest white light bloomed into life and a woman's face appeared in front of me. Mom, I gasped. The droplet of light slid down her cheek and I realized she was crying. But she looked at me with her warm smile that always touched her eyes. Happy birthday, sweetheart, she said, arms spread wide as if she wanted to embrace me. Rushing forward, I raced into her arms, but I passed through her as if she were only missed. I'm sorry I didn't tell you everything, she said, her eyes so filled with sadness that I could barely look at her. I'm so, so sorry. She blinked hard, and the single teardrop dripped 
sorry, a single teardrop dripped off her chin, but it did not fall to the floor. Instead, it hovered in the air, floating. Then it started to shine even more brightly. It beat with warm, tender white light, becoming more brilliant by the second. Where are you? I asked desperately. And that is the end of the first page. That's good. Very nice. Thank you. I was scared because like every elementary school kid, they do not want to be picked on to read in front of a class. And that's how I felt. <laughs> so this is the page I flipped to for book two. I like where it starts at hey. I think you're going to be intrigued by that flip. Here? Yeah. Oh, boy. And am I reading all the way down? No, just read it first. Okay. In the meantime, I just want to ask another question. No, I, it's a couple of topics that I want to get into. I don't think we have time right now because we're at the hour. But I would like to talk about movies versus TV. Should books be turned into movies or TVs? TV, TV shows. shows yeah. Not TVs because, I mean, that's completely different. <laughs> but I would love to have that conversation one day because we've been talking a lot about that. And I think we're starting to appreciate TV a lot more than movies. I 100% so, agree be interesting to talk about that see maybe we can find someone who has like a you know like no movies are the best yeah do you like it i didn't read it i told you to read it oh in my head i was waiting to read it out loud no read it in your head because i think you're going to read it in your head and go oh i can't read that <laughs> that gives everything away but it doesn't give anything away but it does That's but it like doesn't the thing the other one like the first page of that book doesn't give anything away well i mean it gives i guess does it not Maybe I'm thinking too much about the ending of the other book. If you, don't, if you haven't read the first book. Yeah, that gives away a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's funny because it doesn't give away anything unless you tell people that it gives away a little bit. Because if you were to just read that on air without any context in, that, in, the, in what it says there, you're not giving anything away, which is quite interesting. That is true. But now that we've told them how to give something oh, we're away, we're giving it, we away. Can't <laughs> give it away. So you want to pick another page? Read the first little blurb of the first page. Read it, Justin. Uh, I don't like, want to. Just stop after the first two, sentence. The first, so you want me to read a sentence to read, them? Read, read that, a sentence. That right to there. The first paragraph. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, what does it say? <laughs> Jesus, Brendan. I just gave it to you to read before. We're slowly losing you. All right. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to pick up the pace now. So this is the first paragraph of book two. Book two. Prodigal son. Prodigal son. First sentence. Okay. First sentence. First sentence. First paragraph. First paragraph. We walked and walked and walked until our legs were shaking. We walked all through that night as well as the next day, neither of us looking back once. <gasps> oh. I didn't know it ended there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. a cliffhanger for you. It can't be a cliffhanger. It's the first paragraph. What's going <laughs> to happen next? I don't know. By the book. By the book, yeah. 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 All right. Do we have time for like a rapid fire question round? Oh, send it. Yes. Do you have any rapid fire questions? Uh, or this or that? I have some covered rap a couple of rapid fire questions. Lay it on us, Justin. All right, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Coke. Oh, oh Brendan! Brendan! <laughs> we are a Coke house, so <laughs> Brendan suck. just admitted <laughs> he's kind of a traitor. No, I like right. Coke way better, but I don't know what happened to me. Okay. <laughs> I Man, almost said it First too. question, we got him. Dog or cat? Cat. Dog. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> we got Kristen. Dog, 100%. I think dog. I'm just seeing the last thing you say. Oh, yeah. Switch <laughs> them around. 
They switch them around. They're fine. Put them in the right order, Jason. <laughs> wizard or Jedi? Wizard. Jedi. Uh, that's Ooh. true, though, I think. Actually, I don't know which one I'd prefer. I think a wizard would be more cool than a Jedi. I mean, I'd love to be a Jedi, but I'd prefer being a wizard. I just feel like Jedis are like the cooler people. I don't see why I can't be a wizard and have a lightsaber. Like, I don't need force push. I have reducto and depulso. If you can use a lightsaber as a wand. Oh, brilliant. Put the two together. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Chocolate. Really? I'm a vanilla guy. Oh, I just meant chocolate. Yeah, so you need that ice cream in because it would probably be vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream, but like chocolate. Like, I was like, why would I eat just vanilla? What's the other context? You just like slurping down some liquid vanilla? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you were crazy though. Ew. Like mocha, French vanilla. <laughs> All right. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. summer. Okay. Forest or lake? Forest. Lake. Oh. I assume in- there's a lake by the forest. Why would you yeah. assume that? That's not always the case. And we live in Canada. It is always the case. <laughs> Same lake, different forest. Same, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Canoe or kayaking? Canoe. Kayaking. Oh. Night or day? Night. Day. Books or movies? Movies. <laughs> and I'm an author and I said that. <laughs> well, movies are just like so much more easy. Well, yeah, you shut your brain off. Yeah. <laughs> Books you got to try. And it takes you like a week. Well, it takes me a week to read a book. Ready? Well, it's a commitment. Yeah. Bruins or Leafs? Bruins. <laughs> okay, good. You got those right. <laughs> Man or woman? Woman. Man? That's weird. No, that's right. So you guys both very unsexist because you think you'd rather the other gender? Well, I mean, I think we do rather the other gender. Oh, guys, you can't say the other gender. All right. No, let's oh, cut um, it. Oh, cut, amongst cut, the other genders. Cut that, Scratch. Cut, cut that bit We're out. We're going to have to cut that out. Cut, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Left or right? Left. Right. For what reason, though? Like, why do you even have a choice on that? I'm right-handed. Why left, then? Because uh, it's... It was a political opinion. I'm a lefty. Rock or rap? Rock. Wait, rock. Rap, actually. I go rap. Because, you know, why not? Christmas or Thanksgiving? That's not even a question. Christmas. Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually did. No, Christmas. Christmas is good. Uh, another rapid fire. Oh, let's do. Uh, would you? Was it? Would you? Would you rather? Was that what you said? What? 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 Would you rather? Stop making fun of my stutter. Oh, I was just putting in a little bit of color. Oh, flair. <laughs> All right. Would you rather? Oh, give me a second. I gotta think of this. Would you rather be able to only? I'm I'm stalling here because I don't really have anything. Um. <laughs> uh, would you rather have water for the rest of your life? That's it? That's the only thing you could drink? Or, or potatoes for the rest of your life? Water. Oh, no. I, this is a Kristen question. She oh. loves her potatoes. I like ice a lot. <sighs> I mean, okay, the problem is you can't live without water. No, you're going to have, if, you, if you're eating just potatoes, you still get water. Wait, am I just eating potato? Just potato. Like it's the only thing I'm gonna eat for the rest of my life. Or the only thing you drink. You know, the thing is, is I feel like I could do it. Like out of anyone here, I could I could take on that challenge. And like if we were standing before some sort of deity and saying, in order for you to save the world, you must only eat potatoes for the rest of your life, I I could do it. And what you don't know is a deity secretly gives you a spud allergy three minutes later. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think you are now allergic. <laughs> potato is nothing without cheese. <laughs> Have no, you ever had yeah. a French fry? Yeah, but well, how, do you, how do you make a French fry better with poutine? I disagree. I know that's a Quebec thing, but I do not agree with it. What makes I put what like how how do you feel about ranch then? Doesn't ranch fall on the spectrum of making things better? No, ranch cheese is better than ranch. Cheese is better than ranch. What? That's a fact. That's a fact. You put cheese in your mashed potatoes. Yeah. You put cheese in your scalloped potatoes. Yeah. It's you put cheese in your mouth. You put we you put you put that We don't put cheese in roast potatoes. You that che- yes you do. You put cheese on that on roast? the on the uh, the skin potatoes, on a baked potato, they put baked potato, twice baked potato. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a strong, like you know, a Forrest Gump vibe. You could have garlic shrimp, and then you can fry shrimp, and you can have barbecue shrimp. Yeah, you can have giant stew. shrimp shrimp stew. <laughs> That's like the vibe I was getting from that. Shrimp tacos. I mean, am I still allowed to drink water? Yeah. 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 Then I take potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? If you, you can't dr- eat anything else, you well, just water or ju- just potato. Oh, you, I. You can't have any other liquid. So wait a second. Is the question here? I can just drink water and no other liquid, but I can still eat potatoes. Any, yes. any food. Kristen, we're not taking the, the potatoes other way. Away from is you. you could only like you can't have beer. Oh, you I can't for have sure wine. take water. I'm sorry, I am misinterpreting this. I water, hundred percent. I thought it was a very easy question. You took it the other way. It's like she doesn't understand. Llama or alpaca? Llama. Llama. Wow. For sure. I think alpacas are cooler. Alpaca was harder to say. <laughs> alpaca. Okay. Alpaca yell na face. Sorry, that was bad. Any more? Yeah, I have one. Sloth or panda? Sloth. Panda. Panda. Definitely panda. Have you ever seen those lovable bastards fall? Yes, I have. It's cute. It's cute as hell. Exactly. Okay. Would you guys rather be have the power of invisibility or the power of teleportation? I mean, I already have the power of invisibility, so teleportation. Oh, easy there, Chandler Bing. Kristen cries softly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, teleportation or invisibility. Um, I don't. I really mean, if I feel like either. I'm in Egypt. Oh, tele- I'm in Australia. Yeah, teleportation. I'm in South Africa. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah, I, yeah, teleportation. Yeah, but I'm on Mars. <laughs> yeah, then you die. Who do I have to hide from? <laughs> what? Who do I have to hide from? Someone you're stalking. Yeah, but if I was stalking somebody, I could just shift around them into different hiding places. <laughs> just teleport. Like, I'm in the room. <laughs> I am out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You could be like a, you could turn yourself into like you know a horror movie character. Like you know, you, at the middle of the night, you just appear, you go rah, and then you just you're gone, and they think they saw a ghost or something. I didn't tell you. I'm gonna make a TikTok channel of every time I walk into like I walk into a room and Brendan's just sitting there, because he always puts on a face, and I just think that like creeping around the corner and then zooming in on his face, <laughs> you would get so many views of that. I, know. <laughs> I think so too. That's what happens at work, and then the girl like the waitresses like they they laugh at me. And then I told him, I was like, at what point are you just laughing at my face? <laughs> like, this is, All the what, time, this is what you're doing. You're All laughing at my face. All right, I have one last question. Okay. Yes. Mexican or Chinese food? Chinese. Mexican. Oh, I lied. I like Mexican more. No, Chinese is way better. No, it gives me a belly ache. Chinese food? Yeah, that's a tough one. Mexican Chinese always makes me need to go um, to the bathroom. We don't, this is no, not I'm even. I'm not talking about like your 
that kind of Chinese food, you know, like that general Tao. You got that like general Tao's delicious peanut butter chicken. Mm. You got uh, that. Let's talk about tacos, nachos, burritos. Burrito. Mm. Come I've on, had guys. a really good this burrito made by my friend. Delicious, taquitos. fantastic. Taquitos. See, I, now you're having a hard time again. <laughs> no, I like general Tao better. Chinese food always gives me a stomachache. Can't handle. No, but it. I'm not talking about like the fast food Chinese food. I'm talking about all of it. Oh, I don't think I've ever had anything other than fast food Chinese food. Yeah, like I was gonna say Thai Express, but that's fine. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's Thai. <laughs> no, but like stuff like that is what I mean, like Asian cuisine. I love Asian cuisine. Yeah, like sushi. Then yeah, that wins hundred percent of the time. Sorry, uh, Mexico. I love you too. Yeah, but I do like nachos. Mm. I do, but, but I, like I don't like salsa. Was invented in Mexico. I mean, I don't know. Doubt it. Look it up. Did you know fortune cookies were invented in China? No. No, they were invented in the states. I know. Was it New Jersey? Uh, Detroit, I think. I think everything's invented in New Jersey. New Jersey was. That's where Hagen Dazs is from. Oh, that's where. No, that's that's what I was thinking about. (laughs) We're just gonna go with everything was invented in New Jersey. Yeah. Default to New Jersey. Democracy. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. So, what should I get as a pet? Bird or lizard? I think turtle. Dog. Okay, we'll go for lizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the bird. I just, Reptile. I'm just looking forward to teaching it words. You know what? <laughs> Next time, tune in the podcast. We're going to have a bird on. Yeah. It's gonna. It might whistle at you. Yeah. It's going to be an hour of thrilling fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? One last time. Go on Amazon. The books are called Enlightenment, Prodigal Son. They are part of the Imarian lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, author's name is J.R. McNamee. Sounds like a stud. Sounds like a fantastic stud. Brendan, hit us with the outro. Boom! This has been Soup. Soup. Love you guys. Bye.